Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Again, and he's got it. Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and Northampton three. Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. I'm Charles Cummins and I'm here with little Johnny Maxted's uncle. It's Danny Brothers. How are you, mate? You okay? <laughs> well, big news at the start of the pod. That it's big news. Is that, has that been proven now? Uh, no. That has been, um, yeah, deduced. Did you? Sorry, I'm just turning my laptop on in the middle of the plugging in. Sorry, um, that's been deduced. <laughs> has it? been deduced. I feel I've like I'm on it. Jeremy Kyle. It's just been DNA test. DNA test. Yeah, it's <laughs> Johnny Maxted's uncle. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just thought I was trying to think of ways to introduce you because it's just us two again yeah. for the you second didn't... week running. I thought I need to just have something in there. That yeah, you didn't isn't... want to go with a tried and tested. Um, what's his face? Scottish man. Uh, oh, Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle. Yeah, that's the usual. But, that um, is the usual. Little Johnny Max. I, I thought uncle. I'd keep it cobblers related. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Just call me, call me LJMU from now on. And um, Johnny, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> I do a lovely Christmas dinner. So if you want some family reunion time or introducing to the family, do he'd come over. That. Yeah, He'd love that, I'm sure. He would. I'm, I'm sure he'd love what that. What do you think he has on his um, Christmas dinner, little Johnny Max there? Do you think he goes oh, for trimmings? All the meats? Absolutely meat, everything. And yeah. it's uh, he definitely, he de- I reckon he does the giblets, you know, for the turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's yeah. the one that does the giblets. Yeah, I think he, may, he does the old... Um, Duck fat roast potatoes, I think, as well. Mm. Night before, just like put them in the fridge. Is a yeah, I think it'll get in there. Johnny, if you're listening, while he's got get in touch, (laughs) get in touch. Let us know. That'd be great. (laughs) Preseason from one from one (laughs) absolute ridiculous conversation uh, to the next. Uh, Danny Peterborough United. I know we don't normally like to mention them. 
Uh, they've stolen our Patreon idea. Have they? Cheeky scamps. Yeah, they've ditched the Have BBC in favour of doing their own match commentary and are charging fans £5 a game to listen to it. Yeah. I mean, that, we had that idea ages ago. We didn't do it because we no. realised no one would pay. No, mainly uh, because so it would be us doing the commentary and no one would, is going to do anything like that. Yeah. So instead, our patron is just £5 a month. And you get loads of extra podcasts and access to our community Slack channel. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Go and sign up. It helps support the making of the show and it keeps Danny in beard oil. Yeah, lovely. Apparently, the place I go to for my haircut now has just been voted the best barbers in England. Really? So it keep me. They might hike the prices up now. So I'm a little bit worried. So do do Ooh. keep me in beard trimming. T- in, otherwise, you'll see me at Sixfields. And it'll be, you won't be able to see my face. Because I just won't be able to afford to go and get my beard trimmed. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, You turned out like that guy. There's that guy that's running the length of Africa. Have you heard about yeah. this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen his beard? I mean, I have seen his obviously beard. he's yeah. concentrating on running and putting one foot in front of the other yeah. more than he is in grooming yeah. his facial hair, which is understandable, right? Yeah. Definitely. But I mean, yeah, I think... Um, I think so he... what I want to know, Danny, yeah, go on. off the back of uh, this ridiculous decision by Dara McAntony <laughs> and his team, his band of merry twits, um, <laughs> is what one seemingly small change could the cobblers make that would absolutely ruin everything for you Ooh. as a fan? Oh and firstly, um, they, they were quite brave in putting the number five anywhere near that, weren't they? to pay a five for a game to listen to their own company. Putting number five in Peterborough, you're going to rile them up straight away. And Should have also, been five pound ten, shouldn't it? That's a, that's a silly decision. That's so stupid. And it? it's like Because A, the BBC commentary team know that we have, especially, are bloody good at their jobs. Um, hmm. Are they going to get a similar level at five pounds a month to, to listen to it? Because I know a lot of people do just follow the cobblers by listening to it and by using it and to to have to cough up more money just to do that is a bit ridiculous so that's that's really silly um something that would ruin it for me as a fan um half and half scarves is one i think if you start getting that every game jake sharp it's listen jake up. sharp will be listening <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a bugbear i don't i think that would ruin things a little bit um it's not usually the clubs that do the half and half scarves. no it's though, true it? it's someone on the hill the, yeah yeah, exactly. So, what would ruin it for me is the fact I if mean, they banned us from the like, if we said something ridiculous that they just, just yeah yeah they just you. banned the podcast yeah. and uh, took us down. That would that would ruin it a bit if I couldn't go. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they'd have to do something ludicrous for it to really spoil things. But it mm. seems like. If you want to know how to ruin a football club, just ask Peterborough United. Yeah, I mean uh, they did it. They did it once with ridiculous. Big Ron Manager, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Where does this rank? Do you reckon? I mean, Peterborough the Big Ron, right oh, now? I mean, above or below Big Ron? I mean, not that you definitely... never want to be below Big Ron. But, you know. <laughs> it definitely don't. Um, but the Big Ron <laughs> thing is still the peak of Peterborough. It's it's absolute gold. If you've not seen it before, go onto YouTube and type Big Run Manager. You've got about six episodes, I think, of the best TV you will ever watch. And I'm still I still want to do a, a watch along at some point because it is absolutely hilarious. Um, 
so do go and watch a bit of grainy footage but it's it's totally worth it uh, and that's probably one thing if you ruin it as a fan like bring someone like big ron in that would ruin it wouldn't it or, or like bring nigel farage in as the ceo or something <laughs> That would completely ruin it. Um, so something like that, I think. So it would take something ludicrous to keep me away, I think. Something like that. Yeah, I, I just ridiculous decisions. Ridiculous decisions. Hmm. Um, makes you realise how... I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to... Um, you know, I don't think this has anything to do with the two guys that are actually going to end up doing the commentary on... They've called it Posh Plus, I think. Um, yeah, that was oh, imaginative. Posh Plus. Um, so uh, it's nothing against those guys at all. It just seems ridiculous when you've got people of, well, all sorts of different um, ages and uh, situations who, you know, can't necessarily go along mm. to every game. Um, I mean, it is like... For for years, over twenty years now, I have paid uh, five pounds a month or forty five pounds a year, I think it is, for I follow slash cobbler's player as it was originally mm. to get there the audio for every game. Um, basically, listen to the BBC uh, through the I follow app on my phone or on the computer, as it would have been back then when I first started doing it and moved up here in in Warrington. Um, that was five pounds. That is five pounds a month, and I'm outside of the catchment area of BBC Radio Northampton. Mm. I I think that's fair enough, but to be charging everyone a blanket fiver for every single game, yeah, just to go and listen to it is bonkers. But, but anyway, that's why you've got people in the Peterborough community who won't be able to get out, won't they? You'll have people at home who rely on that BBC commentary to to sit and listen yeah. to at home if they can't like, physically go to matches and stuff. So to throw in, you've got to pay this five a month. Also, you've got to pay this and set up your internet. And, you know, people might not be able to do that that easily. It's, it's making a lot of assumptions that people have that money a month, that people can sort of set that up for themselves. And it's, it's going to alienate a lot of people who would just be like, even the principle of it is going to be too much, I think. So, hmm. yeah. And yet, they won't, Danny, they won't are, be able to hear when Sam Hoskins does an overhead kick and scores the winning goal at London Road. They won't be able to hear oh, that yes. commentary. So more for them. Uh, no, they'll have to listen to the Radio Northampton version, which obviously will yes. be majestic. Oh, can you imagine? Imagine Tim and Jake and everyone and Terry Angus if we go and win at London Road. It'll be, surely they'll get Kelvin Langmead on. <laughs> Somebody that's played for both, but yeah. you know, Seth. has a boot more firmly in our camp than theirs. Seth Nana. That's what we should have. Get him in. No. no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, poor old Gabby Zakawadi's out of a job now, isn't he? Never mind. Hey? Um, yeah, he has started stuff. a podcast um, as well. Has um, he? Yeah, the top 10 African uh, match of the day or something. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, match of the day Africa top 10. He's started it with a couple of people. So. Oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant. Because podcasting, of course, brings in loads of money, Danny. Yeah, of course. And allows us both to own houses. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash clubless to me, if you want to. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, that's <laughs> enough talk about that bunch of idiots. And to think some people think that they're a better run club. Uh, Cobblers nil, Birmingham won. <laughs> you went to Friendly. this Friendly, Danny. Friendly it. Friendly. Friendly time. Um, there were a host of trialists again, mostly the same as what we'd had at Leicester. Uh, extra minutes of Koiki Sabi and Odd Mayo. How did you think that game went? Fairly happy. Um, 
fairly happy. I mean, firstly, again, nice to drive down. I'm still getting used to the kind of novelty of being able to drive to Sixfields again, which is great. Um, nice to sit next to Gareth and Valerie of our Patreon fame, patreon.com forward slash couples to me. Uh, <laughs> how many times have we slip it in? But lovely to, to, to spot them and all they spotted me and we, we had a good chinwag during the game and, and, and all that kind of thing. That was great. It was Gareth's fault that Birmingham scored because just about, about 30 seconds before Birmingham scored. He was like, "Oh, the cobblers are on top here. I don't think we've, you know, nothing to worry about. They're not really offering anything." And they broke up the other end that scored <laughs> straight away. Um, I think in terms of the opposition quality, Leicester were miles ahead of Birmingham in terms of what they are. Um, obviously, different level from last season, but Birmingham, I thought, didn't apart from the goal <laughs> offer as much <laughs> in that respect, but probably became a little bit more of a test. It was a bit more of an even game. I thought it was quite similar in terms of defensively, we look fine. And I think it's, yeah, there's a lot of worries which we'll come on to about the attacking wise, but we should praise the defence for the way they've come back. Sam Sharing, I think, has come back in great shape. He's looking the part. You still forget how young he is as well. Like, he's still a youngster and he's still learning the game, but he's come back and he looks like his boss in it. Max Dyche again, I think he's played in every friendly. Looks mm-hmm. solid, looks really, really good considering the the first two friendlies and the quality that he's come up against. I think he's come back looking pretty strong as well. And so I think defensively, we're looking all right. And obviously we're stacked at the back as well. We can probably play about three different back lines. Um, Mm. And good to see, yeah. It was nice to see Jack Sowerby come on because it's just a comfort blanket at this point. You just think as long as Jack Sowerby's there, everything's going to be all right. (laughs) It's that type of player. It's that little, little cushion you need sometimes in there. When you've got a load of trialists around you, he comes on. It's like that little warm blanket. Warm blanket Jack. I'm going to call him. <laughs> uh, <I love laughs> Lovely that. to I see Ali Koike marauding up the wing. Um, he looked, and- actually, and I know that this is pre-season, so <laughs> this is very over the top for pre-season, but he looked much better in terms of he looked like he wanted to attack. I think at times yes. last season, whether that was by choice, i.e., you know, the management making the decision, don't do this, or whether it was something down to Koike's own personal, I don't know, mentality maybe. Um, he seemed a bit stunted in attack, whereas it was nice to see, I thought, against Birmingham, he, he was going for it on that left-hand mm. side at times, which was good to see. Yeah, I mean, if we get stuck, which we are attacking-wise, I still think there's a role for him further forward because defensively is not Ooh. you know, as switched on as other people might be because I think he's generally in his mind is more I want to attack I want to attack and it sometimes costs him at the back and I think you know if we're struggling get him forward get him up there left wing get him on that left wing with Jeremy Corbyn (laughs) actually probably not anymore Uh, (laughs) Uh, um, but yeah let's not not do that (laughs) let's not do that Um, but no he's it's good to see him back. I think the the subs that we, when they were warming up, they got more of an applause than probably they usually would have because they're coming back from injury and just because mm. we're desperate for, for numbers. Um, trialists A, B, C, D, E, F and H were all in action again. So good to see. Mm. Um, trialist E is made, well, he was trialist E. I think he progressed up to trialist B. Yeah. For the Brackley yeah, yeah. end, didn't he? Um, he did. um, Les Barlow is in. Is, yeah, one. Is it was a two-one win for the Cobblers mm. uh, on on Saturday. Um, goals came from trialists uh, mm. Lindley and Leshabala. I think that's mm. how you say it. Uh, we'll find out uh, for definite if and when he signs. Um, it should have been three-one. Louis Apare missed a penalty. 
Bad dog. Bad dog. Sit. Sit. Uh, <laughs> and we saw the first minutes of the preseason campaign for Manny Mon- Monte, uh, Aaron McGowan, John yes. Guthrie, and Ben Fox. Again, great to see them get minutes uh, in the tank. I think that it's, I think it's a case, isn't it, that they're definitely building these. What is it? Maybe about eight players, roughly. Maybe not quite that many. Hopefully, it's not that many. Crikey, um, <laughs> eight players back to full fitness, so that you know by the start, you know that kickoff comes. I think, hopefully, as long as there's no setbacks anywhere, they'll all be ready. And available to play. Um, one one name I didn't mention actually, Josh Harrop, still training with yes. the Cobblers. He yeah, got some on. minutes under his belt as well against Brackley. Um, so positive, I think, in terms of those players coming back. Um, I think the one negative that you could maybe take is that the goals were scored by trialists. <laughs> Yeah, they were um, li- both of them. Actually, so Leshebello, we joked about on the on last week's pod at the open day, didn't we? Um, mm-hmm. About some of his distribution, I thought was all over the place. And I think Gareth on Wednesday called, it, called him um, the um, what's the cricket term again? Sorry, the um, if, oh, it's it's like the cricket term. The cricket term for like when you're making your your other players look good. Um, you've lost me there completely and utterly. Um, but basically, sort of running around and making everyone look good by doing your dog work, which I think is why he's standing out, yeah. is because he is doing a lot of work and he's running around a lot. And he's, he just, to me, just on the first two games that I saw him, he just doesn't seem to be have the distribution about him, which I think would worry me in League One. Whereas I think where is impressing people is with the energy and the the fitness and stuff, which is fair enough. But um, I'm just not sure whether that's where we need to be focusing our energies. No. If he's a squad player and he comes in, fine. But I just think, is it really where we need players and need bodies? I think in that position, if we're going to be plumping for anyone at that, and I will stay plumping, if we're plumping (laughs) for anyone in that position, it's potentially should be more of a ball player in the Leonard role because I think that's what we're missing as well, that kind of craft in the midfield, that genuine take your time, create space for himself and then make something happen. So don't mm. think Leshy Bella, is quite that. Lindley potentially could be. I haven't seen a massive it- lot of him, but he seems to be impressing as well. Mm. See, I, I find it interesting when you go on the Cobblers website and you look at the team you know, the squad list, essentially. And the way that it's broken down is into, obviously, goalkeepers, then defenders, midfielders, and then forwards. So that's the definitions that they've gone with. And in terms of midfielders, you've got in the squad currently signed up to deals, Jack Sowerby, Ben Fox, William Hondemark, Sean McWilliams, Peter Abimbola, and interestingly, Mitchell Pinnock. I say interestingly but, yeah. because Sam Hoskins is in the forwards. Mm. Whereas I think, or I would have thought, that Hoskins and Pinnock play on either wing. So therefore, if one's a forward, surely the other one is. Or yeah. if one's a midfielder, the other one should be as well. Do you know, that's mm. what's interesting there. I think that there's possibly room for one more. But when you look at the names that are in there, if we just discard Mitch Pinnock for a minute, 
Sowerby, Fox, Hondamark, McWilliams. Don't really know enough about Abin Bowler, but I think he's quite similar to Hondamark, mm-hmm. um, box-to-box-wise. Um, they're all more, I would say, defensive-minded than attack-minded. So mm-hmm. therefore, if you are going to look to bring somebody in, you're going to want somebody that's got a more attacking mindset. Now, I would argue that Josh Harrop training gets himself fit and is injury free. That's a player. Yeah. And he would be the one I would take. Yeah. 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 He showed. If you're then going to go for maybe somebody else, I think from those two trialists, you take Lindley. I, I don't think the other guy, Lashabala, really. I don't want to say doesn't stand a chance. I just I just look at it and go, well, where does he fit in into that mould of what John Brady has said, which is that we were looking to take people that will take us on to the next level. We aren't just signing people for the sake of it. Mm. I don't think number 45 <laughs> is that person. No, and I think if you're choosing between the two, it'll be Lindley for me because he's got that more Leonard style about him, I think, and he gets the ball and he looks yeah. up. He's got that kind of cleverness about him where I think Lechabella is more, I'm going to break up the play and I'm going to do some dogged work, which is fine if you need that, but I don't think we need that, like you say. I think we need someone who's going to get on the ball and start attacks and get us going forward. Lindley seems to be more the type of person to do that. Um, I haven't seen the goals yet from Bradley. Yeah. If they've been released, but it's apparently decent goals. I have not seen them either. So no, can't no. can't say that I know whether they are. I'm going to pretend that they just were raspers, thunder bastards from forty yards. <laughs> All of them. Yes. yes. Uh, it would be good. I think we're going to talk about um, the squad in in a minute. But before we go to our break, just that one of the bit of news that came out this week was that our game against Derby away at uh, Pride Park is going to be live on Sky Sports. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Can't wait. Do you think they were looking at this thought? We want to give Derby a game. <laughs> it's going to be. They might score a few goals. Um, it's local-ish, I guess. Um, I don't know. It feels like they've know. given them us. as a, And I think we hopefully will respond to that. You know, as a promoted yeah. team, you know what they're like. You know, they'll be thinking, and everyone will be thinking going into the derby or you know, rack up the goals here and stuff. Um, but I don't know. I like it. Yeah, we should. We should. We, I don't think it'll affect our attendance there because people will be wanting to go because it's derby and stuff, won't they? So, um, even though it's a half twelve kickoff, yeah, I don't think that matters that much. I think people will still be, especially people from Northampton, will get down there. Pretty straightforward. How do you feel, Danny, now, though, about being one of those teams that has had a fixture change because of television schedules? Mm. How, how, do you, how do you feel about the fact that, you know, we, we were planning our August and September. We'd got it all there. It was all, you know, three o'clock kickoff on that particular Saturday. Uh, and now it's been changed just so that Sky can give lead. I was going to say Lee Trundle, that's not his name. Lee Hendry, a run out <laughs> on the microphone. Imagine. <laughs> I, I'd rather have Lee Trundle on the microphone. <laughs> Get him in. <laughs> in fairness. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, big time. Hit the big time, don't we? They want a piece of the cobbler's pie, don't they? Clearly. Absolutely. Massive. Absolutely massive. They want massive. some of Sam, don't they? Sam scored there last time, didn't he? Penalty, if I remember. Yes, I, I think know. so. So did Lovely Wayne Rooney, chips. So, I mean... <laughs> 
Was it good Swings. chips before? Proud of that. Before the good game? chips. Yeah, good chips I remember having. Or someone having before the game. I think Neil had some chips, didn't Neil he? Neil might have had some, some chips, chips yeah. for the kids. Yeah. And maybe you pinched one. Oh, I absolutely did, yeah. When he wasn't looking. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that should be good. Should be fun. <laughs> yeah, the derby. Um, will you be making the trip, or will you be watching on the TV? Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I've obviously went there before in the in the cup, um, but mm-hmm. we'll, we should take a few there. Good, good atmosphere. Hopefully, get there. It's a big ground. You've got to do it while you, if you can, haven't you? But um, season having a season ticket does sort of make you have to pick and choose the away games. I think as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, fingers crossed. If not, I shall sit there in my pants. Have some popcorn nice. and watch us go and do the business. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Well, while Danny goes and does his business, let's and take a break and listen to some adverts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Uh, We are going to talk about the big talking point, I would argue, that has been uh, on social media for the whole of this pre-season, to be honest. There are now less than two weeks, Danny, before we host Stevenage on the opening day of the League One season. So let's have a chat about where we are squad-wise are you happy with what we've got? Do we still need to get more in? How do you how do you feel about things right now? Uh now there's less than 2 weeks to go. I'm starting to become in the in the worried camp a little bit, I think. Uh mm. I've been very much of the opinion of you know let it go. We've got a good squad, which I still think we do have. We've got a good base of a squad and if people get back up to speed quickly, then we'll be all right with what we've got. But attacking-wise, it isn't there yet, as it is. No, it's clear where we need to improve. And the closer and closer it gets to the season, you think, are we going to have to wait right until the end of August to get our get the right players in and get the squad together, get them all gelling, get the fit players, unfit players back or the, the players that need time back? That's what I'm starting to worry about now because we all know one of the games in August, we, we have to attack with everything we've got. Um and it, it, yeah, it just I'm, just, I'm starting to get a little bit worried, but at the same time, I do trust in the process and understand what the process is with where we're at. The Coppers are at a, a, a position now where we are fighting against teams, not just in our league, but in the league below. The realism is, of it is we've, we've probably missed out on targets that have gone to Wrexham, that have gone to Notts County, that have gone to Stockport, that have gone to other teams in not just League Two, probably the Conference of the National League as well. 
<laughs> that's just the way football is at the minute. And to compete with them as well as competing with teams in the same league as you is difficult. And it must be tough to to sit there and sort of get rejections from players or get players that are that want to go somewhere else. So I completely get the situation. And but at the same time, I do sort of trust in John Brady and the, and the recruitment team that they're looking at the right type of people and that there are the right type of people around. If it's not your first target, fine, of course we're going to miss targets. Of course we would have done. We will, we'll always would have missed targets. But the, the profile and the, the type of character that have come in since they've taken over, it's been well thought out. It's been, you know, it's young hungry players like Will Hondemark coming in and it's out of nowhere, Harvey Lintot plucked from the the depths of Gillingham, being released by Gillingham and improved. Like, no one would have known who these players are before last season. So I, tr- I trust in what they're doing and how they're going to try and get there. And if it's not target A or try list A, maybe, <laughs> if it's not target <laughs> A, sort of B, C, D or E might be just as good. And it's all about not the name of the player and not the signing willy-nilly, like we said before, not signing a, a striker because he's, he's scored 20 goals a season somewhere else. It's signing them because they fit in with what we're trying to build and what the next few years look like and not just signing them to because we think they look good on paper because that's what you do on Football Manager. You, have to, <laughs> you just plug, you just go into <laughs> into the stats, see who scored the most goals, bring them in. It's easy. It's not as easy as that in the real world. It's, it's You've got to really, really focus on what traits you want and what, you know, what kind of player and character you want to bring into it so it, it it's worrying until they're through the door i think isn't it you just just want to you just want everything to be in place by the start of the season but it it's not looking like it's going to be completely there yet the thing that i think causes the worry is the fact that when you look at other teams making signings and mm-hmm. they're making you know a good amount of them stevenage case in point, Leighton Orient as well, uh, have made quite a few. It's easy to see, you know, the the, the signings in, mm. but or the players in, I should say, for those teams. Because we're not that close to them, therefore you don't necessarily look at it in the context of, well, how many players left and wh- who were the players that left them as well. Mm. Um, it's... <sighs> It's the fact that we're not seeing the same level of activity that I think causes the most of the worry that we're seeing on social media and the rest of the internet um, in the fan base. That's not to say that it's not warranted, I don't think, because I think it is quite clear that we are uh, bottom-heavy, shall we say, (laughs) We don't, we're still lacking in the attacking department. You know, before the break, we said about how uh, a creative or an attacking midfielder would definitely be some something I'd, I'd we'd both like to see sign, whether that be um, Lindley or, or, or Harrop potentially. Um, and also, we, you know, we need a striker. Mm-hmm. And as much as, as much as we could maybe turn around and, and, and I, I, I was going to say, listen to the spin. It's not that's not necessarily fair. I don't think to call it spin, but listen to, you know, what's coming out of the club. You know, yes, you could argue that having the four that we've got now, albeit that actually only three of them are fit, in Hoskins, Apare, Bowie, and um, Danny Hilton, would be, you know, enough at least to start the season. But the fact is, is that we play a system that 
generally relies on having three players that are in that forward line when we've got the ball. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, two of them might drop back <clears throat> when we're out of possession uh, on the wing, but in possession, we're, we're attacking with a forward front three, and even with that attacking midfielder, you could argue a front four. So only having four forwards, one of which isn't fit to start the season at all, that's not enough. And I think that's the the issue, is that we definitely do need something to happen in the transfer market at the top end of the, the pitch. And I think the other thing that is worrying is that we're probably going to be relying on loanees from Premier Division or, you know, championship level clubs to plug these gaps. And while everything is a gamble and you're never 100% sure how a player is going to be basically at this sort of level of the pyramid, it's even harder to know with a youngster, I think, because nine times out of ten, they've not had the experience of playing professional football yet. They've they've maybe done well in the under-23s for a Premier League side, but in Premier League 2 or whatever it's called. But they've not actually come and played competitive football where, you know, wins actually mean bonuses get paid and, you know, points are earned that matter to more than just the 11 people on the pitch at the time uh, for that team. The fact that we have had good recruitment in the past, in the last sort of, you know, what, two years, let's call it, on the whole is a positive. But I I feel like because we don't know what's going to happen, there is still that chance, essentially, that we won't get good enough quality in. And I do worry about where the goals are going to come from because you can't rely on any league, even if we were in League Two still next year, you can't rely on one man to go and have another incredible season and yeah, but, but, scoring but, over 20 goals. Yeah, and it's not just Hoskins who had a great season, was it? It was the collective of, of how we played and everything. But I get what, you, I get what you're saying. We can't rely that that's going to happen again in League One in terms of getting on the end and being that ruthless in front of goal. I think we are, it's not just a goal score, it's pace at the minute. Something I've noticed for the first couple of friendlies, we seem to be really lacking pace. And where that comes from, I'm not sure, but it's 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 the, the type of names being thrown around are encouraging, but mainly thrown around by Neil, I will add. So I can't be 100% sure as to, as to what... Let, let me just say, you cannot trust anything that Neil puts on Twitter, okay? If you have been one of those people that have been fooled into yeah. believing that Gooch was coming, then more fool you, okay? Don't listen to Neil. But you mentioned sort of players coming in untested. The the prime example of someone you would want to bring on is, um, is Kazima Lagby, isn't it, who's who was on loan with Harrogate last season, mm-hmm. tore us a new one. He's the type of player you think is is 
doable in terms of signing and he's got the pace, he's got the trickery, he's got that something different to what we've got now. I think that's really important to get 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 hold of now is some someone who's going to grab hold of the ball and just excite people and run at defences and create things for the likes of Apare and, and Bowie in the middle to to tuck away. Because that that's the type of signing that I'd be really excited about if we if we could get that. Because obviously hopefully they'll be looking for him to go up another level to League One. Obviously, Tyree Simpson is always in there. Charles, is, as you know, as one of my favourites to get in, get him in. Apparently, yeah. He, he, he's, <laughs> he will be here at some point during his career, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so difficult though. It's so hard to kind of understand what what this, what Brady and Co are going through, and they must be banging their head against the brick wall sometimes when when you're being outbid by teams one or two levels below you for players because they're just going to go and try and pick up the paydays and, and whatever. Yeah. It must be so difficult for them. So, um, yeah, on, hopefully. On that front, though, it, yeah. can you, like, on that front with the money side of things, the financials, can you understand, because we've said it before, it's very easy to spend other people's money, right? But there are people... There are fans that say, look, the East Stand thing, judicial review has been resolved. So all that now needs to happen with that is the contract needs you know, signing and, and then they can get on with it. Why can't they now just you know, loosen the purse strings and go and get a player, a target, a, you know, a, a top priority target that John Brady, Colin Coldwood, etc. want? to bolster it do, do you do you agree or do you feel at all that you know we're being held back almost by well by the owners not wanting to spend money um i mean it'd be nice if they had a little bit more wouldn't it but that's just that'll be the case for most teams and uh, of our standing it's just a case of wouldn't it be lovely if we had more money to spend kind of thing um in terms of bringing people in and going and splashing out, I don't think that necessarily always works either. We've tried that in the past and brought someone in who we thought, oh, he's going to score 20, 30 goals for us because he's done it in the past. It doesn't quite work. And the other thing is if you're, if you're bringing someone in and splashing a load of them on, on, on money on their wages, what does that do to everyone else? You've built this culture, you've built this collective almost over the last sort of two and a bit years of what you want to happen and how you want players to be as humans and as a team how is that going to be impacted if someone comes in on a massive wage? Everyone knows he's on a massive wage. How is that going to impact like the the dynamics of the dressing room? So it's got to be really, really carefully thought about, I think. And it's not as straightforward and as black and white as being like, right, we're going to go and get so-and-so because the East Stand's not built or because it's going to, on the way to being built kind of thing. We can give you a bit more money, go and get whoever you want kind of thing to spend it on a couple of players. It, it has to fit in with what the culture is and to what the what they're looking for. It's, it's difficult, really, really difficult to, to kind I'd of comprehend without though, knowing too much about it. I'd argue, though, that even the players will be potentially looking at it and going, uh, you know, we, I'm sure they can see the areas that they need bodies in and they need strengthening for the team. And so... If a player was to come in who fits that bill, who excites us as fans, excites the club and excites the players as well, 
and you know fits all of the attributes that John Brady looks for in a player, regardless of you know the position, but fits in with the club's philosophy that we now have um, in regards to who we sign. Then will the players actually care that they're maybe on, you know, a few hundred pounds or you know a grand more than the next closest earner? Because they wanted to bring a player in, and surely I, I think it's one of those where I, I get what you're saying that you don't want to create a disparity and you don't want to create two groups necessarily, or you know, an one player that is above everybody else or anything like that. But at the same time, I do think that that players will, first of all, I don't even know if they care how much everybody else is on to that extent apart from when it comes to Fraser Horsell. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they're really that bothered. Um, and, and second of all, I wonder whether actually, you know, a player comes in that is on a decent wedge and therefore the squad actually go, right, we've got somebody now at that end of the pitch. That is what we wanted. And they, there's an understanding of the fact that maybe they had to pay, you know, quite a bit of money to get that player to come in. I don't know whether I don't know whether we're maybe being kind enough or disingenuous to the players as such mm-hmm. when we yeah, sort of just again, talk hard, about the one side of it. Yeah, it's hard to know without speaking with them and asking mm-hmm. them and sort of finding out what kind of does that matter at this level because it's it's a case of like if, if someone comes in and earns double what you're earning do you then go to the manager and say i want my wages to match or get close to that because i'm as valuable to you as that person is if that makes sense it kind of creates that imbalance of stuff but uh, yeah i don't know i don't really know what what the players will think of that would have to ask them but yeah it's it's a very i think a delicate balancing act and what you if there was money available i can see it more being spread it across a couple of positions kind of thing rather than bringing bringing this one (laughs) One person you're going to pin all your hopes on. It'll be a, you know, bring in the like the sort of types of player that are going to make us better going forward, but spread it across a couple of players rather than lump it all on one. Because <laughs> just all it takes yeah. is one injury, isn't it? You kind of pin pin everything on one goal scorer, and it's injured within five minutes. Like Benny Ashley Seal, Charles, just injured <laughs> within a couple of minutes <laughs> of his debut, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, okay. pinned all our hopes now. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. To be fair, two hundred thousand hopes. Yep, <laughs> whatever it was, <laughs> <Richard>. allegedly. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, I just think that obviously, if you then are spreading the money over more, then the, you're diluting the quality, aren't you, of what you can get in? And mm. I think when you look at a certain couple of loan players that we got in, you know, back at the January transfer window last year. Uh, yeah, let's maybe just sort of see that that can not always work in your favour at all. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think the key thing for me is this realization of or remembering, I suppose, of the fact that we have had a lot of the players that are you know first teamers. We've tied them into longer term deals. We've kept them at the club. There hasn't been a large turnover, or at least there hasn't been a turnover of the size that we're maybe used to, whether we've gone up, down, or stayed in the same division for the last few years. There's definitely been a more 
um, you know, smaller turnover. And I think that is partly to play with that, is that mm-hmm. we've got the bulk of the squad. At the end of the day, I think if everybody was fit, apart from McGlaw and Hilton for the first day of the season against Stevenage, every single one of them was 100% fit and you could choose your best 11 out of those, then I would be happy. Yeah, yeah, I think I would have been as well for, for a starting 11. You'd want more and you want it to build up to more. Yeah. But, and I think it'd be really interesting on the first day if that did happen and then we're coming up against Stevenage who have done pretty much the opposite of gotten a, quite a few players in and they've got to gel and learn how each other play and all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think that there's an understanding, I think, in the general fan base that if we did line up now, first day of the season, it'll be fine. But you just, we definitely need more. We need more options and different kind of options, I think, for the last sort of three or four signings that are. Because I think everyone's just a little bit nervous at the minute. There's only two friendlies left, there's only two weeks to go. And until we start on that first day of the season, we're not going to know how we're going to compete. It's, it's difficult without mm. yeah, getting into it. It's hard, isn't it? Because mm. we've played uh, a very, very top-end championship team in mm. Leicester. We've played a decent championship team in Birmingham. We've played Brackley. Are they in Conference North, I think, or National mm-hmm. League North? Yeah. Um, but are always at the top end of that division. Um, you know, we've got Kidderminster on Tuesday, who are National League again now, I think. And then you've got MK on Saturday. Like you say, it's very difficult to judge from those where you're actually at. And I think mm. you have to maybe look at things and go, look, you could go through preseason and win every single game. That that does not equate to a good season in, you know, the league mm-hmm. overall. And neither does, you know, losing every game or not thrashing a national league side, you know, five, six goals. Mm-hmm. That doesn't equate to us having a bad season either. So there's there's lots, isn't there? That there's yeah, yeah, lots yeah. that you can take from preseason, but there's also a lot that you really have to do with a pinch of salt. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I mean, so twenty fifteen, I, I, I think twenty fifteen, we, sixteen for we, start. We're like, yeah. beating Silby one nil. We've drew nil nil with Burgess Hill Town. Uh, we've got a draw against Birmingham. We've lost. We've beaten Sheffield. That's just Sheffield three nil. Trialist was on the score sheet that day as well, by the way. Um, So, um, so yeah, I don't think you can read into anything in in pre-season results-wise. In terms of playing-wise, we'll we'll probably learn the most from MK, I would have thought. Um, And that's quite a clever, friendly thing a week before the season because that's roughly whereabouts we're at, I think. Yeah, okay. Right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will um, dip into the post bag. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. It is post-bag time. Post it. To the post. To the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. We're ready and willing to read out your scribbling. So get them all into the post, to the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. Put pen to the paper. Do it sooner, not later. And get it all into the post. Get it in. Loads here, Danny, uh, Mm. to get through. Um, I put a tweet out asking people for what their thoughts were on the current state of the Cobblers squad. Um, and I think if we just take it in turn, shall we, in reading through mm-hmm. what we've got, uh, I'll, I'll start uh, here. So Shane, Shane was bowling, uh, although not in the wet because it was all called off. And yep, nonsense. <laughs> uh, Shane said, I think it will be a struggle. I like the togetherness of the squad. This is about uh, the League One season, by the way. I think it will be a struggle. I like the togetherness of the squad but it lacks the quality for League One. We haven't at this point sufficiently strengthened the areas needed, um, which he says is midfield attack, especially up top. Plus, I question if the defence is actually good enough too. I did actually (laughs) go back to him and ask whether that meant that relegation looms. Uh, And um, it it wasn't all doom and gloom, let's just say. But it was, um, yeah, obviously wasn't feeling it. Uh, old Shane. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so, uh, Justin has come out of his house to say, squad, uh, the core of the squad already there is a big plus. League one, impossible to call right now. What's needed is more strength in depth and an out-and-out striker. So again, similar kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. At Cobblers are huge on Twitter. Uh, they are indeed. Look, we're on the telly in September. Uh, there is a lack of League One level players in our squad. I believe that we will play a version of long ball this season, this season, which is perfectly fine by me if it is needed to stay up. However, I just don't see where our goals come from and getting a 20 goal a season striker is a must. I'm not sure. Lee, long ball, Danny? I'm not sure that that's how we'll... No, playing, I don't think. I, no, I don't think it's long ball. It's it's very mixed. It's it's quite hard still to to um, tie down what the style is. It's not long ball. It's not mm. tippy tappy either. It's it's a mixture of both, and it's choosing the right times when to do each one. I think, isn't it? From yeah. Brady ball, um, twenty goal a season striker. Again, it can be a twenty goal a season striker anywhere until they rock up here. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> very different because you would have said, "Bet your house on Danny Hilton to be top scorer last season, wouldn't you?" So. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Maybe to that's what say. Ivan Tony did. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Moving on, Jono. Jono says a few weeks ago I was very much on the all is fine bandwagon. The closer the season moves, gets the more nervous I'm getting, especially at our lack of recruitment. Yeah, yeah. I think nervous... I'm the same as Jono. Mm. The closer you get, the the more nervous I become because of the fact that we aren't doing much mm. business that we can see 
Uh, I'm very, very, very careful to say that we're not doing much. We we probably are. We just don't get to see any of it. That's the that's the problem, yeah. um, which is a shame. Um, Tom says, I think we're probably in the region of 16th to 18th in the table now, based on our current squad. League One has a strong top end, but there's a lot of average too. I think with what we've got and how we play, we will be safe but it wouldn't be comfortable. Uh, we definitely need two or three quality players plus depth. Um, depth, I mean, we all want depth, don't we? But I, th- I think we've got depth apart from up front. I think that's the only place that we're really lacking in depth. We need quality is what we need, I think, over depth now. I think the depth is yep. there. We've now got to put the, the icing on. Put the cherries on. Yeah. Put the Tyree Simpson Anyone in the middle of the cake. Cherry that plays up front that you know of? Um, Nana? No. no. <laughs> uh, Gareth. Anyone contemporary? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gareth says the squad's in decent shape, but we need more depth. There we go. Again, depth in midfield and attack. This will probably require us to get some luck in the loan market. Disagree with those who say the squad isn't League One quality. Fully fit, this squad is streets ahead of the Curl team, and they went down by just three points. They did. They did after John Brady took over and sorted them out and allowed them to play football. Mm. That's what I would argue with yes. that. Um yeah, David Rutt says, I can see us hovering above the bottom four for most of the season. There's still a big Mark Leonard hole in midfield. Hoskins had a one-off wonder season and Apare is nowhere near good enough. Oh. Oh. Need two strikers, one with championship slash league one experience at least and a creative centre mid. Hoskins one-off wonder season. That's I a bit mean, harsh, isn't it? Uh, also, yeah, the, the, um, the Apare point. He built... He built you don't like that apparatus point, do you? I don't. Of course not. You know I'm not going to like that, don't you? It does. Nowhere near good enough, I think, is very, very harsh for apparatus. He's not a goal scorer. As we've said it all along, he's not a goal scorer, but he gives you so much more and he brings other people into play and, and all the stuff he does, chasing down sticks on the pitch and uh, going after things. He is good a boy. lovely boy and you should leave him alone, David Rutt. Please. Sean <laughs> <laughs> uh, TB. It's been in touch. Mm. Uh, two weeks out, still have five to six trialists and two or three injured players getting their first minutes in every friendly. Squad is still unbalanced and light up top. JB came out early and said can't compete for players even with some League Two clubs. Not a surprise, but isn't exactly a positive. No, but do you want him to lie? That's my question with that. I get the fact, I get that it feels like maybe it's an excuse. Um, um, and you don't want to hear it, do you, as a fan, that we can't no. compete financially with a team or with teams that are in the, you know, divisions below. But if that's the way it is, then wouldn't you rather know about it and be told about it and be and have your expectations set accordingly? Mm-hmm. That would be my... Yeah. It's, it's reality. As well. it, my, it's absolute reality right now yeah. as well. Because you get yeah sort of striker A... Get, has the option of going in, in a promotion campaign for Wrexham, you're going to be, get paid three times the amount that Northampton are offering to be in what's more than likely going to be a fight against relegation in League One. You know which which one they're going to choose, and that's just reality of it, I think. 
Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And, and the one thing that I will say is that as much as I actually quite like the whole Wrexham thing, them and uh, what Stockport and Notts County and, and all those teams that are currently sort of throwing money around uh, in the you know the bottom division of the football league pyramid, um, is it going to last forever? I, I you know again all of those clubs and maybe not Wrexham in fairness but Stockport definitely have done the whole thing where they put a load of money in before to get themselves up into sort of the championship and it led to them essentially spending however many years it was outside of the football league so there's a from my mind there's just a how long is that going to last for um I don't know it might be fun while it lasts but I don't know. I'd rather be where we are, I guess, and always be in the Football League, maybe. Uh, Hornet Cobbler says, it's going to be a battle to survive, likely to be in the bottom five or six all season. We only just scraped promotion and have difficulty in scoring more than once per game. Agree with that, Daddy? Scraped promotion. Don't mind, don't mind scraping promotion. <laughs> Get promotion. But I think it's very rare that you don't scrape promotion, isn't it? Like it's quite a rarity to be the 2015-16 side that that goes sort of however many points it was clear. You're always going to scrape promotion, but as long as you do it, I think it's fine. It's, it's, it's a good thing, right? <laughs> um, if we're in the bottom five or six all season, fine, but it can still be an entertaining battle to survive, can't it? It can still be something where you're, you remember and you, you you've got something to fight against and until we were what one or two months in i don't think we're going to know quite how that's going to pan out yet but uh no yeah about to survive but I'd we can still that, we can still enjoy it can't we i'd argue that george graham's arsenal won the league <laughs> winning games by only a one one goal <laughs> one nil yeah one nil get him in <laughs> big georgian get him in <laughs> uh sean cunningham been in touch. We haven't strengthened our squad. We've backed it up with a very little we've brought in. That's the worrying thing. One actual striker we can't get to double figures in League Two will cripple us this season. Could go all change in the next two weeks, but I'm not holding my breath. Don't hold your breath, Sean. Don't do that. It won't end no, well. Don't. No. For whatever reason, don't hold your breath. No. Um, I, do you, Do you see his point um, that we haven't? I mean, he says he have. We haven't strengthened our squad. We've just backed it up with very little we've brought in. I think what he means is that we've we've not really brought in first team players. We've brought in more, you know, backups. I I, I think he sees Patrick Brough and and Manny Monte as being more, yeah, backups than first team starters or first team regulars. Do you see his point with that? Um, a little bit, but again, a, a lot of players not tested in League One yet, so it's hard to tell really what mm. um, how it's going to pan out. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Bilzy. Bilzy. Uh, he's not seen any games yet, but pre-season seems slow. And as has been said before, this time is so important for the season. So is worrying we are nursing so many through this. We need some quality up front and an on-the-ball midfielder. The team spirit will pick up points, but lacking a bit for League One at the moment. Still time and hoping the squad will look more hopeful in two weeks. I think that's pretty much, uh, that sums it up quite well, what most mm-hmm. of uh, the responses have been, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, Craig West went to the Leicester and Birmingham friendlies. He says, we seem to stand up well against championship sides, but I couldn't see where a goal was going to come from. A um, couple of trialists looked okay. I think 45 is all right, but we definitely That's need to see... You, Daddy. Yeah, but we definitely <laughs> need to, to see one or more strikers coming in. Goalkeeping options look okay. Um, on that as well, uh, James hmm. uh, Dadge, I thought he's, he's had a couple of good appearances so far. He's looked, looked good. Potentially, if yeah. we can bring in someone and get him out on loan, not just to... a you know, Biggles Wade or whatever it is people sometimes go on loan to, get him a mm. decent club on loan. I think it'd be great because he's looking really assured. He's looking looking good first time I've seen him. So well done, well done Dadgy. Yeah, I, I think it was against Birmingham. Made a cracking save mm. um, at, at one point to tip it over the bar. I saw it late. It was really, really good. I would, would you be happy going into the season with Dadge as the number two? I think going into it, yeah, I think ideally we'd send him out on loan and get someone else in as a backup, but getting someone in when they know they're going to be a backup, it's going to be difficult in himself. <laughs> we need someone that's mm. going to, someone like a Tom King who's going to push Burgie all the way to, to fight for the number one spot because you get the best out of out of them both ways then, don't you? So. Yeah, true. Uh, Melbourne Cobbler. Um, strap yourself in. Strap yourself in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pull up a chair. Uh, Some on social media need to relax a bit. When JB was given the role, there was a whole change in philosophy and process that was brought in with it. A way of correcting the mistakes of the past. We've done blowing the budget like kids in a sweetie shop. We've done the panic buying and bringing in players for the sake of it. When you're managing anything, whether it's a football team or whatever, you need a clearly defined strategy underpinned with a set of criteria based on what's most likely to work. Play the percentages, if you will. Finally, after all the muddled thinking, we came up with just that. Stability in the management team and in the squad with a clear path of progression from within. The recruitment process has a criteria that dictates young, hungry players on an upward career path that have the right mentality for the club. It was stated that we would mainly bring in players that fitted that mould, but above all else, we would only bring in players that would be an improvement on what we already have. The downside of that strategy is that you will immediately discount two-thirds of the players that may be available. We have done the hard work by bringing in players of this type and throughout the season strove to sign them on long contracts. Now, because of a lack of activity, some people start jumping up and down on social media, blaming the budget, owners, state of the ground and all points in between. The truth is that the lack of activity is a direct consequence of the decisions taken about strategy with calm heads using sound reasoning based on historical performance. So basically, I am very reassured that we have stuck to our guns and been true to our beliefs. I think we will probably sign another couple of loan players such as Leonard and Bowie and our strategy will reap dividends over and above those clubs who have gone down the kids in a sweetie shop slash panic slash indulgent route. I expect us to surprise a few people this season. Last season, we outperformed the big spenders of Salford and Stockport and using the current philosophy, we can certainly do it again what a post excellent post on our slack patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me to get involved in that and melly um as always uh produces these these uh posts of just very intelligent posts aren't they charles and it sometimes confuses me i sometimes call him intelligent sometimes i have to read it twice 
to to fully understand it. Um, but he's compl- I think he's completely right in what he says in terms of taking a step back and look at what what is going on, what has gone on in the last couple of years, what we're looking at. Stick to what we know. Love a good sweet shop, by the way, which is probably yes. where I'm going wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think as long as the attitude's there from the start, then we will surprise a couple of people. What will start to go against us a little bit is probably when we start losing a couple of games because we're not used to it as much and getting into that. Now, if we do get involved in a relegation battle, how are them players going to respond? But they don't learn until they're in it and we don't learn about players, that side of players until we get into it. But I think, I think Melly's completely right. We've, we're signing people for the club essentially for the, with the right mentality to, to, to move it forward. And that, that's the type of player you can get on board with. And that's what made everything so special last season. We've got short memories. I think sometimes with, the likes of what David Norman did when he came in, for example, completely plucked from nowhere, having not played a game and suddenly comes, he scores a goal, he puts up performances out of nowhere. And that's that's not just a player coming in and doing a job, is it? That's a player coming in and being inspired by the management team. Like Melly talked a lot about the management team. Yeah. And when you're managing players, the lone players that came in last season, they're not going to come in and do the type of job they did without that strong management and that motivation from the top. So that's what I think we've got to we've got to trust in. We've got to trust in the fact that John Brady and Colin Calderwood and, and Rico and the whole team there are putting in place whoever it is that comes in is hopefully going to buy into what we're doing because we've got endless examples from last season of play, people playing out of position, people coming in on short-term contracts and giving it absolutely everything they can for a club that they probably couldn't care less about two weeks earlier. That's the kind of thing we've got to buy into and, and think about when our when our players are coming in, which is what half of what I was saying about the the, the sort of big names in in um, quotation marks that you people strive for, or twenty goals a, stri- a season striker that people dream about. It's got to fit what we're doing. It's got to fit. They've got to have the attitude to come in and, and buy into it, and not just go out for themselves. And hopefully, by the time August the fifth comes around, we've got most of that in place. But it's just until that happens, you, you're a little bit nervous. Mm. Definitely, but get him in. I think um, what Melly meant to say, in summary, is get him in. Yes, I think that yeah. was it too. Just, yeah. just that—that that was it. Yeah. All of it. But uh, thank last you, Last one, Danny. Yeah, Ashcob. Um, I think this was on the Slack as well, saying time will tell whether the squad is good enough. I feel optimistic that we have a platform to survive and pers- and possibly thrive. It's been a dull preseason, which I think I prefer to a high turnover preseason. Time will tell whether the new strategy will see us beat the one or two season flirtation with League One before returning to our rightful home in the basement. Don't get us back there, Ashcob. <laughs> just escaped. Um, I've never. <laughs> read too much into preseason games i believe john brady will be doing the right things to be in the best possible position for the season which as we all know is a marathon and probably only gets meaningful the other side of the january transfer window suspect some quality will come in to add to what we've got but probably low knees towards the end of the window cautiously optimistic come on the tain oh, Nash. yes yeah i think that's that's I the know. point about low knees isn't it as well it's probably not going to happen until mm. sort of closer to the end of the window because teams just don't want to let their players go this early yeah, exactly. Um, when they don't have that's to the, I guess. that's the big thing isn't it they don't want to they're, they're taking them on their pre-season you know tours or whatever and they want to have a look at them they want to train get them training with their teams and then they will make a decision as to well who do we want them what sort of team do we want them to go out to that'll that'll maybe fit in with their development plan and that's you know that's what we're waiting for I'm gonna I'm gonna guess 
and you know i get it and i i you know this the bit that you know about it being a dull pre-season um which ashcom says he prefers to the high turnover type of excitement i mean the one thing that we've got to maybe forget we do definitely forget is that how many times in pre-season have we had you know we've made like 10 11 signings each of them we've gone wow that's a good sign yeah. that's brilliant <laughs> and then they've all you know 90 percent of them have turned out to be average at best you know i i think that's the that's the thing it's it's we're, what we're all wanting and what we're all missing is like a short-term you know boost of pheromones essentially that a signing provides you um but what we're actually getting is more of a long term you know we're going to think about this and we're going to be steady and make sure that we get the right player in which isn't exciting it's 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 dull and boring but it's it's actually a better strategy potentially um yeah. so yeah I, I i look for me i still feel and i think this is this is actually the bit that i don't quite necessarily think is coming through i think people are being negative or they're they're, they're sounding negative when they're talking about our current uh state of play but at the same time if you then say to them well where do you think we'll finish nobody's actually saying relegation or if i say nobody it one or two it's not many people at all everybody is still having this expectation that we will fill it finish above the dotted line that would see us go straight back down so people being you know worried about where we are with the squad right now compare that or you know weigh it up against their thought of their expectations with the current squad i don't think it's that bad like actually i i would never go into this season i was never going to go into this season going right playoffs let's go <laughs> i wasn't even going to go like you know top 10 or anything i was going into the season going right let's I, I know it sounds unambitious but let's not get relegated but i want i think that that should be comfortably let's not get relegated that's my you know ambition it's what i would want for this season and then build on that the following season where we maybe have a comfortably boring mid table mm. you know for once and and go from there. But I, I think that's where I'm kind of at and where a lot of people are at. And that's what's actually a little bit odd about why people, you know, the amount of negativity. Because when you say, where do you think we'll actually finish? The answer isn't doom and gloom, relegation, we'll finish bottom. So it's a weird thing that isn't quite balanced for me. Um, yeah. But there you go. Um, before we go, one other thing to mention, and that's how NTFC women have been getting on Danny yes. um, in their latest pre-season friendly. Bit of a ding-dong. Oh, not just any old ding-dong. No. No, a first-half ding-dong. Wow. Absolute first-half ding. 3-2 at half-time. Wowzers. Yeah. Straight in there. Ding-dong yeah. it. Ding-dong it. A Needham market, um, which is... Do they? East Anglia, is it? I want to say. I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, maybe um, they took the lead um, mm-hmm. inside three minutes. Um, but then um, what happened? We had a few chances, um, and then uh, Ruby Hazelden scored last week at Sixfields. Two and uh, two with a header. Two and two. 
little need goal, Charles. We love mm-hmm. a need a market goal. Because in in uh, <laughs> in tribute to need a market, she wanted to score a need goal. I think it brilliant. It was it was definitely one that was, she she could have headed. I think, and then she just thought, I'm just you know what, I'm in need a market. I'm going to need him a goal. So there you go. Um, then um, uh, she handballed need a market, took the lead again. Um, and then uh, she gave Bell, away a penalty. She gave away that a penalty. Was like a celebration, was it? I'll give away a penalty now. Yeah, yeah. She, her <laughs> hands were still in the air, I'd say, from celebrating. <laughs> uh, and it hit her. This is all complete oh, guesswork. Uh, but Jade Bell obviously scored mm. the chance to make it 2 2. And then we were 3 2 up by half time. Yeah. And uh, that was there Mia Richards, I believe, to, to put us 3 2 up. Uh, Faye Noble. Mm hmm. She um, she made it four two and then yeah. need Mark uh, come back with one wow. with one uh, late on but hundred percent start to the preseason third win in three love the odd job and including uh, a debutante as well some new signings yeah two new signings were were made before the game uh, Layla Chanel um, mm-hmm. who is a dynamic physically strong fullback and Annie Villa Martin. Martin, who is a creative, yeah. technically gifted midfielder. Both of them have joined us from Leicester City. Mm. So um, I- I'm really pleased. Another couple of signings in the door for NTFC women. Um, we'll obviously be getting loads more um, you know, information on NTFC women as the preseason goes on. Um, we'll be having Josh and Liam and some players on the podcast at some point uh, mm. in the very near future. And... We will um, soon uh, let you know who we will be sponsoring this season. Because if if you don't know, Abby Abby Bruin, who has been the player that we've sponsored for the last three seasons, uh, has decided to move on. So therefore, there was a vacancy for our sponsorship, which of course we're able to do because of all the fabulous patrons. Um, so if you want to help us to sponsor players in the NTFC women's team patreon.com forward slash coppers to me we've advertised it so many times today Danny if we don't get at least one person signing up I'm going to cry <laughs> um, but it's a seven day free trial we haven't mentioned that yet so you can no. start your uh, your patronage off with a, a seven day freebie um, but do go and check that out right next week we're gearing up to the start of the new league one season with the return of the preview show first oh. Though we'll be borrowing Mystic Meg's crystal ball to give our predictions for the whole of League One. That is next week's podcast. And then on Friday, we'll be joined by the utterly smiley, the utterly positive Matt Farley, Stevenage, through and through, that lad is. He'll be with us on the preview show. That's next Friday. I cannot believe that the season is so close, so close to being started. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, well, oh, I'm just oh. sat here looking at my season ticket right now yeah. thinking, oh, less than two weeks. Yeah. Bring it on. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. Cheerio. A goodbye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.